in a world where Mondays are taken over by a machine. Welcome to Machine Mondays. Hello, 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 Machiniacs and Shmodown fans, and welcome to another episode of Machine Mondays. I'm Janine the Machine, and first off, as usual, I gotta give a huge thank you to David B for creating this awesome track for me, the official machine theme. Thank you so much, David B. And if you wanna check him out, you can find him at David B Music 21 on Twitter. Also gotta give a huge thank you to Kevin the Smasher Smets for that awesome voice intro. I love it so much. And if you wanna just send Kevin some love or some positive vibes, uh, you can find him on Twitter at Kev Smets. But let's get into today's episode. Definitely uh, having some great matchups because it is, of course, tournament season. We've been talking about this the past few weeks. Uh, we had some seasoned players getting into IG, uh, a really solid matchup between a rookie and uh, uh, I'm calling her a vet at this point, and uh, a really close, intense live match. Uh, so we are getting into all of it today on Machine Mondays. Uh, so let's just do this. Uh, so first up, we had Ethan Irwin and Paul Oyama throwing their hats into the IG ring. Um, I think kind of if you look at their factions, they don't really have a set IG player. I would have expected maybe Winston to put Zipper into the IG tournament as that's kind of where he started. But maybe there was a thought that they wanted Zip to more focus on singles, that it would have been a lot for him to try to balance both. So maybe that was the kind of reasoning for putting Paul um, as he is kind of an overall stronger competitor, former champion. He can kind of balance his brain in that way. Um, so maybe that was just the easier thought to put Paul. Maybe he volunteered. Maybe he's been studying IG. And yeah, not sure what the decision was for Ethan to go in. That was very kind of a curious, uh, interesting thing. Ethan is a great competitor. I know he is a huge fan of Star Trek. Uh, so, you know, and I think he is of that era of kind of those genre films. Uh, he is a film fan of genre films in general. So I think it makes sense that he would uh, kind of throw his hat in the ring for IJ to step up for the suspects in that way. I mean, me and Jen Kemp ended up kind of doing that because Sam didn't really set himself up with a solid like, this is your only kind of division uh, IG player. So it was a situation where me and Jen did step up and kind of put ourselves into IG, which was new for us. Uh, so I think it's a similar thing. Maybe Sam doesn't have a set uh, strong IG person. And Ethan was willing to do it as a fan of kind of genre films, especially now that that is kind of all IG is made up of now. So yeah, I was definitely excited to see these two kind of seasoned players, former champions face off, but in a completely different division. That was going to be something I was really excited to see. Uh, and this match did not disappoint. Um, it was six to eight. Uh, Paul leading over Ethan going into the second round. Ethan goes first. He does get Star Trek. And as I mentioned, he is a huge Star Trek fan um, from what I know. And of course, he swept only having to check to multiple choice once on the fourth question. 
Paul, he spins away from scores and soundtrack, gets X-Men, and he does actually struggle a little bit. He gets the first question correct, the second correct on multiple choice. He misses the third on multiple choice, but Ethan doesn't pick up that steal. He gets the fourth on multiple choice, and then Ethan does pick up a multiple choice steal on the final question. Uh, making it 16 to 12 now Ethan leading going into that final round um Paul he kind of has to make up that those misses so he does get his two in Wizarding World correct but he misses his three in DC so it's down to the five um to stay in the game and in animated he does miss it and Ethan uh does pick up that win by TKO so very interesting match I think it was clear that Paul is not an IG player. Uh, He knows films very well. And I think it does make uh, IG kind of easier for a singles or teams player to get into because now it's broadened up to more films, more genre films. So I think it's more things that people are familiar with as opposed to super niche specific things. So I think it's definitely this. If you are a player who's wanting to get into IG, I think this is the time to do it. Um, Because if you are a strong singles player, um, you're probably watching and studying most of the movies that are now included in IG anyway. Um, So yeah, but I definitely think you could see that this wasn't his kind of comfort zone niche. But Ethan played amazing. Um, Yeah, it was just really crazy to see these two players to even hear that they were playing these former singles champions to get in there with IG. So really impressed by these two dudes for doing this, for stepping up for their factions in this way. And to see Ethan kind of branch out like this and do really well for his faction, picking up a TKO. So really, really impressive to see um, these players kind of branch out of their comfort zone really really fun match uh then we had video drew playing griffey nooms video drew has been playing better than she's ever played um these past two seasons and griffey nooms is this new kid on the block who's really been dominating and playing well but drew actually gets one up on him in the first round she goes perfect plus the bonus Griffey did go perfect, but missed the bonus. So Drew is leading by one, nine to eight going into that second round. She opts to go first. Uh, She spins away from Pixar landing on Stephen King. Uh, She does pretty well. She sweeps pretty much, except she does miss the second question on multiple choice, but Griffey does not pick up that one point steal. Then Griffey gets two thousands and he does pretty well. He gets the first question correct. Uh, I liked Mark did make a little mention of me. I was referenced. I, I do appreciate that. It was the uh, Sean of the Dead who plays Sean's girlfriend, Janine. And he did mention she's not a bean or a machine. <laughs> um, so that was that was really fun to hear me referenced in that way. So thank you, Mark Ellis. Uh, then the second uh, question, he got correct. Third, he got correct in multiple choice. And he got the fourth question correct. So then he was up now 15 to 12 uh, going into the final round. And Drew really came fighting. She got her two point in Oscars correct, got her three in Black Cinema correct, uh, bouncing it back to Griffey, who got his two in Crime correct and his three in Spielberg uh, correct. Although Kaiser does try to challenge, saying that he said, um, I think the answer was Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Uh, Kaiser says he thinks Griffey said, uh, Close Encounters of a Third Kind, not the Third Kind. So um, it was a whole kind of challenge to look back on but um it was determined he did say the correct answer so the challenge was thrown out um and at this point I mean I think you know I I feel like it's okay to kind of throw something at the wall and see what sticks particularly if you're in the losing position because at this point what are you gonna lose um you know you're kind of at the end of the match you're gonna lose the challenge anyway um by this point you know because you're at the end so you might as well just use it while you can if you're behind 
if it's something you can, uh, you know, use at your disposal. So, I mean, I get it, uh, but I mean, I don't think Kaiser sounded very confident in that challenge. So it was, it was definitely a situation of throwing something at the wall to see what would stick situation, but it did not work in their favor. Then Drew, she gets her five in 80s. Correct. Great pull uh, by her. Uh, so then it's just on Griffey to get his five. He does nail it and gets that win over Drew. Uh, so amazingly played by Drew, going perfect in the first round, getting that bonus over him. Just a really shaky round two compared to his. And yeah, that's kind of what it came down to the five right there. So really, really have been impressed with Drew from where she started. You know, she was kind of just, you know... Uh, seen as the entertainment on the the team with Tom, whereas he was kind of the one with more knowledge. Uh, then kind of branching out on her own in singles, she did okay. And then she's just, you know, improved leaps and bounds. You can tell she's putting in the work. Um, I know on her Patreon, she does fun study sessions with her patrons. She does these pop culture quizzes, which help her kind of with her knowledge as well. So really, really proud of her and uh, how far she's come. She has become an amazing competitor. Uh, and then we got a live match, uh, Ben versus Perry, Ben Bateman versus Perry Nemiroff, a live, uh, taped match. So it was really, again, fun to see the live atmosphere, the crowd energy, all of that. So of course, Ben was hamming it up 10 times more than he usually does. He brought his ridiculously cartoonishly large whiteboard live to this taping. Like, uh, like when I saw that board come out, I was literally just like, I had no words. I had no words. So ridiculous. So ridiculous. Still, why is that board bigger than his pants? Like, why are his pants so tight? Why? Please, somebody explain it to me. Make it make sense. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so he did come with his cartoonishly large whiteboard uh, because he knows that people just have things to say about it. So, that I, yeah, he, he uh, was doing the most in this match. Uh, so Perry has a pretty solid round one. Um, nobody goes perfect. Uh, ben is leading by one, seven to six, going into that second round. Uh, Perry goes first. She gets a uh, mixed bag, spins away, lands on new releases, which is her category. So she does do pretty great. She gets the first question correct, the second correct, the third correct, multiple choice, uh, does miss the last question on multiple choice. And Ben does pick up that one point steal. Ben does get opponent's choice and she gives him mixed bag, but he does go perfect. Having to check down a few times, he gets the first correct, the second correct on multiple choice, the third correct on multiple choice, and the fourth correct, making it 14 to 11. Ben leading going into that final round. Uh, but Perry has not given up the fight. You know, Ben is, like I said, doing the most long pauses when he knows the answer, using repeats when he doesn't need to. Um, you know, shaking his head like he didn't know it and then flips his board over and he has the right answer. Like all of the things, like all of the things. I mean, that works so far to a certain point. Like you can do that and it's entertaining and it's like suspenseful when people believe it. But when people don't believe it anymore and they know you're just doing that to troll and be obnoxious, then you just look obnoxious. Like I know that's your character, but like, it's too much. It's just too much. Like the suspense thing is not entertaining. It's just annoying at this point. And I guess if that's what he's going for, then congrats to him. He is definitely succeeding leaps and bounds. So like I said, 14 to 11, um, Ben leads going into that final round. Perry, she gets her two and picks are correct, gets her three and musicals correct, which then leads to a huge ridiculous challenge, um, which I'm calling it ridiculous. She answers Muppets Treasure Island. He challenges the man who said 
Muppets in Space. Instead of Muppets from Space. This man who said that in the free-for-all and got it correct is challenging someone on a Muppets title. Like, what? <laughs> like, literally, the guy who effed up a Muppets title so bad but still managed to get the points for it and go forward in the free-for-all is challenging somebody on a Muppets title. Like, nah, nah, that, that was that was low-key kind of annoying as well. Um, so, obviously, they do not give it to him. They say, you know, we know... Perry's knowledge, we know what she was trying to say. Muppets is not so far off from the original title that we're going to say anything about it. So they give her the points. Ben's challenge is thrown out. Um, So she does get those three points. So then Ben gets his two in horror, correct? Uh, But he misses his three in Will Smith, which I was surprised. Like, I thought he was literally doing the dumb thing where he acts like he doesn't know and all of that. But he really didn't know it. Like, Will Smith is action, like... I could have sworn he would have known that. I know it's a bad movie, but it's like, still, it's kind of in the zeitgeist of, you know, ridiculous things that I think just people know. Like, that movie's so bad, but people still know things about it. So, yeah, I was really shocked that he missed that three. Um, So then Perry gets her five and biopics correct, uh, landing it to Ben to get his five and 90s correct, uh, which uh, he does. But this five did not feel like a five to me. It was the jungle fever question. Like, who plays an architect who is having a relationship with someone, you know, like, they describe the plot and ask who plays the architect. I feel like this is one of Spike Lee's bigger films or more well-known films. He is a lead top-billed actor in this movie. Um, So I feel like top-billed works when it's a very niche movie, when it's a movie not a lot of people know about, if it's, like, a foreign movie, like a martial arts movie or something like that. If it's, like, a lead actor... I really don't feel like those are five pointers. I feel like a better five pointer for jungle fever would have been like who plays his brother or who had their, what Oscar winning actress had their feature film debut in jungle fever. Uh, Those would definitely be more of five point questions than who is the lead in jungle fever essentially. So yeah, that just did not really feel like a five to me. Great question, but it did not feel like a five to me when you're talking about, uh, top bill people in the movie that just did not feel like a five to me he's the lead actor in that movie like it just felt very like an easier five to me um so he does land at wesley snipes now it goes to sudden death first question and perry misses ben gets it correct for the win so yes uh definitely ridiculous challenges there ben of course now that he has this live atmosphere in an audience he's just playing it up even more so 100% get that. Uh, so, you know, if you're into that sort of thing, great character work there. But if it annoys you like it does me, then yeah, you were just like, <sighs> long sighs and head shakes. Um, <laughs> but I can't fault the guy for doing his job as a heel character. We have so few of those, I think, left in the game that really put their all into it like Ben does. So I will give him that. Definitely Perry, talk about improvement. She has been playing amazing and she played great. She hung in there. She was, you know, playing at a deficit going into that third round and got to sudden death. So definitely pulling out some great answers and knowledge. And you can tell she's actually been like upping her game. So really, really impressed with Perry and how far she's come in this game as well. 
definitely impressive match. Uh, and Ben takes it home. So he will be moving forward in the tournament. Uh, so yeah, this, this tournament is really heating up. Um, really excited to see where this goes. So, you know, I've got my match, uh, set. So, <laughs> uh, definitely hitting the books hard, working with the faction. Um, the stars have been amazing, really offering so much support and whatever I need helping each other prepare. We all have matches uh, and things coming up. So really, really uh, working hard uh, on the star's end of things. So yeah, definitely this this tournament for sure, for sure is heating up. I just can't wait to see where this goes with all of the tournaments. And yeah, a, another great week of matches. Uh, and I'm really, really excited because next Monday is actually the 100th episode of Machine Mondays. So I'm trying to do something really fun. Uh, uh, hopefully have some people on and talk about my favorite moments uh, being the machine on the show and, uh, you know, just talking uh, down with some great people of the league. So hopefully I can make that happen for our hundredth episode. Uh, I've really loved doing this show, whether I have, you know, five listeners or 500 listeners. Like I really just love talking Schmodown. Uh, you know, this started as, uh, articles on the Schmodown website and just writing, you know, my thoughts on different things Schmodown. And then it turned into this show. So I've just loved having the opportunity to share, you know, my experiences with the show, share my perspective on things, um, let out frustrations about things on the show, be completely honest and transparent with you guys about um, my feelings about rulings and, you know, character work and, uh, you know, things that happen in my own matches and things that happen in other people's matches and um, just how the game is played and how rulings happen and just all kinds of things. I love just being open and honest and having that outlet to do that with you guys for a hundred episodes now. That's insane. So uh, yeah, just thank you guys uh, for those who listen and have hung in there with me and have really just loved to hear my perspective as a black female in this game, uh, you know, and, and coming from the world of the fandom and not being a industry kind of person who's doing this, uh, just kind of an average person who kind of got thrown into this uh, and has been doing it now for the past four years. So just, yeah, thank you for wanting to listen to my perspective on everything Schmodown and I really appreciate that. So really, really excited uh, to hopefully have a big episode um, next Monday for you guys. So thank you. But of course, this isn't the only show you can find in the It's a Wonderful podcast feed. Uh, we have Morgan hasn't seen every Wednesday where I force Morgan to watch things he hasn't seen. Uh, we are talking LGBTQ plus films on the channel right now. Uh, and this Wednesday we are talking kinky boots. So we are going for a British LGBTQ based film. Uh, so check that out uh, on Wednesday. Then on Friday, we have the main show. It's a wonderful podcast where we give love to classic films uh, we've been talking Charles Lawton, a great actor, the past uh, three weeks. First, we talked uh, Witness for the Prosecution, one of his great roles. Then we talked Hobson's Choice. 
another British film he did. And then we actually talked again, uh, one of his earlier roles, the Oscar winning film Mutiny on the Bounty. Uh, And then I discovered a film he actually directed called The Night of the Hunter, a great thriller. So that is what we are talking on Friday, a Charles Lawton directed film. Uh, So really excited to keep it up with a great actor that I kind of am newly discovering myself. So uh, check that out on Friday. We do love our classic films on that show. So please check it out every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We have you covered on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed. Find it all places podcasts can be found. Uh, We also have the It's a Wonderful Podcast YouTube channel. We are trying to build and grow it. So please go over there, follow, like, and share, and subscribe over there. Uh, We are trying to do more things. We just finished up a great um, MCU discussion. Uh, we had a great Suicide Squad discussion. We did a really fun watch along yesterday of um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory with some amazing friends. Uh, so yeah, we, we're trying to do watch alongs. We're trying to do some great pop culture discussion type uh, shows over there. Um, and definitely when time allows, we want to add some more kind of personalized content, just some fun, uh, movie type content for you guys, uh, and things that interest both Morgan and I. Uh, so please go follow over there and see what's coming up with us on the YouTube channel. We also have the It's a Wonderful Podcast Patreon. We have some really fun tiers. Uh, we do fun Sunday live streams. You get monthly artwork. Um, you can vote in polls, bonus content, all kinds of fun things. So please check us out. If you want to help support Morgan and I over there, you can at It's a Wonderful One on Patreon.com. Uh, find the show on Twitter. At it's a Wonderful One. Find me on Twitter at Janine Debean underscore. Find me on Instagram at Janine Debean. I'm also on TikTok at Janine Zabine so you can find me over there as well I'm always doing some weird random videos so you can check those out as well and yeah if you want to get any merch for any of our shows or check out any of my artwork you can find all of that at my tea public shop at G9 Design Whew, I think that's it <laughs> so thank you guys again for listening to another episode of Machine Mondays I hope you will join me for next week's 100th episode of this show so excited uh, and until next time guys XO XO machine out.